0: Petrangelo and Eichel play catch out high, right wing shot, save, rebound, score!
1: <laughs> Stevenson. power play goals in consecutive games.
2: Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show.
1: Pass goes to Marcioso, behind and for
0: Eichel, the left sidewall, up top Petrangelo, to the right, Theodore shoots, He scores!
1: seconds to go theodore scores his
2: second of the period from the finley chevrolet fox sports las vegas studios and live at lbsportsnetwork.com with your hosts darren Ballard and ryan wallace
0: we are one week out from the first game of the vegas the tonight's season the rookie showcase uh, taking place in San Jose. The Vegas Golden Knights play next Friday, Saturday, and Monday. So given that, it's time to crank up the coverage and bring in our media counterparts in the VGK Insider Show.
1: We're heading out on
0: the beat on the VGK Insider Show. Boy, did you get off lucky. Here's Ben Ghost from the Review <laughs> Journal. You must be breathing a big sigh of relief right now. I am yes. Yeah!
2: Wow, that was one intro. Yeah.
0: You know why? Because he's done a couple of these uh, intros in in this first week of the <clears throat> return to play for the show, <clears throat> and they've all been awful, and cheesy, and benchable. And this one, this one was okay. So, so Ben, thanks for for breaking the streak, uh, the slump for Chapman.
2: Yeah, no problem. I feel I feel hyped. I feel like that yeah. was a very good. Red carpet for me to walk in on, and then I'm just ready to face plant right away and just completely waste that one good intro that you guys had.
3: As if you couldn't be nicer. You go ahead and you give Chapman that. Mm-hmm. Well done, Ben. Well done. That's what I do. You were, you were nice to Chapman. That's really what it, what it boils down to. Hey, Ben, have you ever, uh, have you ever been in a fight?
2: <laughs> oh, geez. I have once uh, oh, did some good old fashioned hockey locker boxing really? back in the day to settle a dispute with the teammate. Yeah. Helmets oh, with, on, gloves on, with a teammate else in the locker room. With a team he did, I one of the few times in my life I threw a hard check. I threw it a, a teammate in practice and he was not too not too pleased at it, which, you know, to be fair, it was once again one of the like I could count on one hand the number of hard checks I threw in my hockey career, so he was probably dismayed that I was using them all up in practice rather than, you know, against the teams we were ostensibly competing with. This
0: is fascinating. The nicest guy in media history has had one fight in his life, and it was with a teammate in the dressing room. Mm -hmm. Wow. You're never... Uh, a man uh, that's just so obvious. There's always a couple of different layers uh, to bang-o. Uh You ready for training camp? Or, uh, what's your biggest story coming into training camp?
2: I'm very ready. It feels like it's been absolutely forever. It's been an incredibly long summer. So, no, I'm very ready to get back. And obviously this is not a novel concept that I'm about to bring up, but I'm just really fascinated to watch the goaltending and how that plays out On this team, I'm fascinated by Logan Thompson. Obviously, he's been this just incredible story, this intense rise from a guy that was playing at Brock University to now, you know, potentially a guy to beat in an NHL training camp. How does he handle that? How does he handle the next step in his career when he's basically jumped over every hurdle put in his path so far? And then how does Aiden Hill slide in and kind of fit and compete with him, which is interesting because they're middle school uh, former classmates and so their dynamic I think is going to be interesting and how they kind of push and prod each other and try to get the most out of each other coming in to this regular season because those two guys probably more than anyone else in camp are going to determine how far this team is going to go this season based on the fact that obviously we have just such a limited track record. Really, with both guys at an NHL level, but especially, of course, Logan Thompson, I think it's just going to be really interesting to see how that plays out between those two guys as we roll along through training camp and the preseason.
0: Who from Ben Goetz's middle school would he most like to be hanging out with now in your professional life?
2: I mean, I've had people from my middle school that have gone on to become, like, you know, brain surgeons and do important things with their lives. So I feel like he would probably be someone who's just become wildly more successful than me. So you just kind of hang on to those coattails and just ride them for all it's worth. I mean, I've had people that have then, you know, gone to middle school then followed me to the same high school actually do like smart, interesting things with their careers, gone to Yale. We've gotten people that have gone to Columbia uh, that I know and grew up with. And so the fact that then I could just, slide in there and be like, hey, remember me? I'm the guy who writes things about sports ball and just kinda hang out while I'm on there. I think that would be that would be very good. So uh, Shua and Kevin, if you're if you're listening guys, you know, feel free to reach out. Let's hang out sometime. Next time you're in Las Vegas, give me a ring.
0: Was that Shu or Chu? Uh,
2: Shua, S H U A Columbia Columbia graduate Shua. Uh, nice. she was very, very impressive and very much cooler than all of us because she was going to taking intense college courses while we were still in high school. Brain surgeon.
3: We could use one of those around here.
0: <laughs> could we?
3: So, oh. Ben, I, I want to circle back to the goalie conversation for just a minute because a, a lot of what Logan Thompson has done has been under the guise of being the underdog. And and you can make the argument coming into this one just based on the fact that of how he finished the year last year, that he's the front-runner to win the job. Do you think that that changes the mentality at all for Logan Thompson going into this camp?
2: I don't think it does, even though I I obviously see what you're kind of driving at because Bruce Cassidy, even in a recent conversation I had with him, kind of said, look, I think the opening night job is Logan Thompson to lose barring anything happening in training camp just because he's the guy that was in net to end the year, so thus he starts at the front of the line when the next training camp rolls around. But obviously, I think there's still enough uncertainty and questions surrounding Logan Thompson where I, you know, by no means believe in his mind that he has arrived or he has established yet. I mean, I think always he's looking ahead, looking to the next thing, looking to the next challenge, and even I remember earlier this summer talking to him when he was with Team Canada in the World Championships, which is a thing that he never would have dreamed of you know, earlier in his career, especially when he was starting out as a professional, that, you know, Team Canada was going to be picking up the phone and calling Logan Thompson of all people to represent them in a major international event. But he still felt that he, you know, could go out and prove that he could be a starting center in the NHL, that he could handle the big minutes, handle the big games. And obviously I think there's those are things that a lot of people, honestly, obviously I'll include myself in that discussion, are going to question about him coming into this year just because we haven't seen that yet. We've seen him pass, I think, every test that has been put in front of him up until this point, but obviously kind of handling a full starter's workload over an entire season is something he just hasn't had to do yet. So I think in his mind, he is obviously not necessarily arrived. He still has things that he can go out and do and prove and show that he can be the guy for this franchise. So I don't think he's going to enter a training camp at all with this mindset of, you know, I'm the one in charge now I have reached the top of the mountain and I just kind of need to have to hold my spot. I mean, I think in his head, there's still a lot of runway yet to go. There's still a lot of things he can show to this coaching staff, which is obviously new. This management team who has seen him a very long time. I mean, keep in mind Kelly McCrimmon was the one who watched him in juniors, watched him in the first ever rookie campaign with the golden Knights. And still at that time did not sign into a professional contract. So I think that chip on Logan Thompson's shoulder isn't going away anytime soon even though he's obviously arriving i think in a fairly comfortable position to this camp
0: on the beat with ben goats uh, the las vegas review journal the nicest man in the media my goal at some point over the course of this conversation <laughs> is to piss you off and uh, make you lash out at me but uh i don't i'm not going to tell you when it's going to come it, uh, it's going to be a bit of a surprise you had a chance to meet with butch cassidy what was your takeaway
2: Yeah, I think the main takeaway from talking with Bruce and obviously going over kind of the recent signings, what the offseason has been like for him and his family, was just how I think interesting this training camp was going to be. The quote that I used was, you know, he said we're going to experiment in training camp, and I think he has an idea of what he would like his lines to be entering that first practice, but it just really sounds like he's going to be tinkering and messing around with so many parts of camp that I think it's going to be fascinating to kind of watch and follow his process throughout these practices and preseason games. He's, I think, already spoken publicly and he kind of reiterated in our conversation, he's open to breaking up the misfit line, to moving those guys around, seeing if they have chemistry with other you know, partners and line mates. And I think that opens up a whole host of possibilities, as to what the Knights' forward lines are going to look like. Are we going to see centers moved over to the wing, you know, vice versa, everything like that. So that was really kind of my takeaway of keeping an open mind with everything. How are they going to assemble those lines? How are they going to assemble the power play units? One thing he talked about is, you know, are we going to have Jack Eichel and Phil Kessel on a unit together, or are we going to split those guys up and have those guys kind of be the two primary weapons on two separate units. And I think those are all things that they're going to mess around with um, in training camp and the preseason. And what was especially interesting about that to me is that's not necessarily something that we've come to expect over the last couple camps with Pete DeBoer, where, you know, going into the bubble camp, going into training camp for the 2021-22 season, or 2021 season, and going into camp last season, uh, where injuries still forced them to shuffle things up quite a bit. But it really seemed there was an emphasis in those camps of we're going to enter these, you know, practices with our lines kind of set in our head. And this is what we want to go into the season with. And unless something crazy happens, like an injury, we're not necessarily deviating from that strategy where I think things are much more wide open heading into this camp. And so I think it's going to make it a lot more fascinating to see it all unfold.
3: You know, the idea of splitting up the misfits is such a foreign concept here because it's, it's been, those three players together for the longest period of time. Uh, do you get the sense that if they if they are split up, we're talking about all three of them playing on three different lines, or do you think that there's duos that you pull from those three guys that you want to kind of build a secondary line around?
2: I can definitely see duos coming. I think William Carlson and Riley Smith just have so much chemistry together, and maybe you move, like, for instance, Jonathan Marks is so up to be more of a scorer, with, you with know, Eichel or Stone. But I can see Cassie moving it all around because until, obviously, Phil Castle came in, I think secondary scoring was kind of a question mark on the team and what kind of production are you going to get from your bottom six now that, you know, in the last calendar year you've traded away an Alex Tuck and you've traded away and, again, he's gone off two guys who spent quite a bit of time in the bottom six, scored quite a few goals, and now, of course, are playing for other teams. So I can see all three of them shifting to separate lines if Bruce Cassidy truly wants to kind of spread out and make a top nine rather than, you know, a top six that's kind of, you know, jumbo loaded on those top two lines. And then you're talking about maybe having more of a checking third line or just a group that's trying to play even rather than contribute to the offense. But I think I would probably more expect, you know, duos to start just so you know that you have at least that foundation of a line, that chemistry, and then, like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe later in camp he splits them all apart just to see what that looks like because he's never worked with a lot of these guys up close, and I think he's going to want to mix and match a lot of different people. It's going to kind of give him the most information possible as to how he can maximize this group of forwards he has at his disposal.
0: Ben Ghost is with us from the Las Vegas Review-Journal on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Oh, how would you characterize the mood or a theme around this training camp.
2: I think it's kind of a renewal for the Golden Knights in terms of they are coming off of what is obviously the you know largest disappointment in team history, missing the playoffs last year. And I think a lot of you know Kelly McCream has said this often he wants guys coming back with something to prove which is kind of you know going full circle to where this team started in year one where everyone came in with a chip on their shoulder, feeling that they were overlooked, you know, forgotten by their previous franchises. So that's obviously something that I think is carrying into a lot of these players coming into the year, not just obviously the guys that were here before, but even guys like Logan Thompson, I mentioned has the chip on his shoulder, Jack Eichel, you know, arrived midway through last season. He's a guy that still hasn't made the playoffs in his career. And I think that's a big chip that he's still carrying around. So there are a lot of guys on this roster with something to prove. And I think it's going to be interesting because things like chemistry and team bonding and how they play as a unit is going to go a long way in determining how this team ultimately fares because this is not you know, as talented a group as the Knights have iced in the last couple of years. The forward depth isn't quite as much as it's been in previous years. You're now entering this year without a bona fide starting goaltender, in Robin Leonard. So this team is going to need to kind of improve collectively in a lot of little areas to give itself a fighting chance to go as far as it's been in the past. So I think that's kind of, I guess, the interesting thing for me of like, can this group come together under a new coaching staff in a different way where, you know, they're improving marginally a little bit on the power play. They're improving a little bit on the penalty kill. They're getting enough stays from the goaltending thanks to maybe defensive tweaks that Bruce Cassidy is doing, and are they all willing to buy into that enough coming off of the disappointment of last year that they're able to establish that kind of identity that that maybe they were lacking a little bit last year early on enough where they can hit the ground running and have a lot of success this year. There were a lot of ifs in that statement, but I think, you know, based on what I've at least heard and seen so far, that this team has – quite a bit of motivation to kind of get back to the levels they were at previously. Now they're feeling like they're once again, going back to being overlooked a little bit based on how last year ended.
3: With all that being said, who, who on this team has the most to prove?
2: I mean, I think it's Jack Eichel. I think he's obviously going to have a white hot spotlight on him this entire year because he came to the Knights, obviously it was less than ideal circumstances in terms of he's coming off a huge neck surgery, then he fractures his thumb not that long into his tenure here, but he switches organizations and, once again, he is not on a team that makes the playoffs. And that, I think, is a label that has followed him around his entire career in Buffalo. And so having that then shift to a new team is probably not the easiest thing in the world for him to handle. Now he's in gets a fresh slate in terms of he's coming off a healthy offseason, which I have to imagine was hugely beneficial for him after how tumultuous last offseason was for him, the fact that he can come into camp healthy, learn the systems under Coach Bruce Cassidy, figure out how to play with his linemates now in kind of an extended setting rather than being thrown in with them in the middle of a season in which his team was desperately kind of still trying to hang on to a playoff berth. I think he needs to show that he's still kind of all capital letters Jack Eichel, like we saw at times in Buffalo, and that being all capital letters Jack Eichel can lead to team success as well because that's something that's eluded him so far in his NHL career. It didn't elude him, obviously, in college. But I think a lot of people are going to look at at this season as a referendum on, you know, was this trade worth it for the Golden Knights? Was Jack Eichel a player worth kind of building a franchise around? And can he show that he can carry this team into the postseason for the first time in his career? I think those are all pretty heavy questions that are kind of going to surround him entering this year, and we'll see how he ends up answering them. It's
0: so obvious. I was expecting something a little deeper from you, like like going down the lineup and hmm. maybe a surprise. Jack's way too obvious for somebody
2: like you. <laughs> Here we go. Sometimes I just, you know, you put it on a tee. I just like to try to get it out of the park. What can I say? like a
0: little bit of work into this thing. Come on, Benny.
2: It's still the off-season. Don't, take, don't take the bait, Ben. It's on. preseason for all of us. Come on.
0: <laughs> uh, who's the guy that you fought in the dressing room? I want to know that name.
2: <laughs> I think, see, now I don't even remember. I think he was like, oh. Was it did you win? Jake, it wasn't Jake. I, oh, I did not win, no. Oh. They had to call it off. Really? Almost to too bad. <laughs> oh, it was <laughs> blows were raining down on my helmet. Gloved fists kept connecting with my cage in the corner of this, you know, tiny uh, locker room in this Woodbury, Minnesota rink. It was not, I would say it was not a good look for me, except I do think I earned some respect for teammates for at least taking the fight and like standing up for myself and being willing to take the uh, punches. But for anyone who, you know, wanted to then pick me later for any sort of back alley brawl, I think I really fell down the list. My scouting report coming out of there was not glowing whatsoever.
0: Getting respect for taking it is like code for getting respect for not crying. That's what I would. That was my goal when I got beat up. Just don't cry. Just just get through it without uh, without making a, a mockery of the whole thing. Hey, I thought you were Pete DeBoer's favorite uh, in the media conferences. Is that going to carry over to to Bush Cassidy?
2: I mean, we'll see. I'm going to sit up front, again, as I do, blocking everyone uh, behind me view <laughs> with my giant, tall head. I'm going to cut off all the camera people from behind. So we'll, we'll see how this goes. It's a fresh slate for everyone. It's going to be kind of interesting. I mean, obviously, I think Bruce Cassidy comes in with a pretty good, uh, you know, uh, tradition of being very open and honest with the media. So I'm curious how it's going to work and how it's going to play out uh, with him coming in this year. But so far... No complaints.
0: How long into the season before you're willing to drop the hammer and ask a really tough one?
2: Ooh, so i got to work my way back into shape. So I think like, sometimes <laughs> when we're really getting into regular season mode, you know, everything's yeah. been sharpened. My penmanship is back in like mid-season form. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling frisky. I'm just going to, you know, lay one big tough guy out there after a real grueling preseason loss. I think, think that's where it's going to be. I'm going to call my shot you know, sometime around there, like you know, end of September, maybe early October. I'll be, I'll be feeling in mid-season form and ready to just really, really lay out the tough ones there. We're about
0: the same way, because we're going to have uh, hopefully uh, William Carlson on in the next little uh, bit, a uh, couple of weeks, and we're just going to talk haircuts. Uh, that's all we're going to do. So we're not we're not going hard on anything until the the regular season really winds into gear. Uh, congratulations on the nuptials! Uh, before we let you go,
2: thank you very much. It was great. I got married in uh, Iowa, just like everyone dreams about. It was great. A lot of corn in the background. Uh, we we had a really good time.
0: Was there really corn in the background? Or are you just making fun of Iowa? I may be
2: making fun of Iowa. There was porn on our drive-in. <laughs> See, in, I knew it. That. We get, we get banned porn on the shot. Vicinity. Yeah, there it
3: is. What's the, what's the best part about being married?
2: Uh, the best part about being married, uh, honestly, the weird thing is, like, there's not that much different from my previous, you know, life, except I wear more jewelry now. <laughs> um, but it was funny. We got back from the honeymoon and everything. It's like, all right, same house, same dog, still together. Um, but I do, like, The phrase, my wife, it has much more of a ring to it than, like, my girlfriend or even my fiancé, which is very fancy but a little pretentious. But my wife, simple, compact, sounds really great. I I am a big fan of throwing that out there now, just casually. just like, oh, my wife this, my wife that, my wife great. That part is very good. I think that's, like, the best part of I've upgraded my phraseology. And my wife, and I'm never going back.
0: I, I just want to clarify a little bit on the phraseology. Did you say it's not that different from my previous life or not that different from my previous <laughs> wife? Like
2: I'm, I'm Life. Just, we're going to throw out life right there. Married li- life not that much different from pre-married life because... Oh, you know, okay. In house okay. In
0: house I thought you said my previous girl. wife and I thought, well, now we're getting into some stuff. If he doesn't get mad at you now, I don't know what's only- going
3: to make it happen. <laughs>
2: Only done this once. Hoping to only do it once. <laughs> yeah, it's not my, there. but so far we've just done it the one time, and we're hoping hoping the sticks for a while here.
0: Might be the same answer for the VGK Insider Show this season after this uh, conversation, <laughs> 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 but that's up to you because we love having you on. Uh, thanks, buddy, uh, Ben. Uh, be well, and we'll see you around the rink next week.
2: Sounds good. Happy to do it, guys. No problem.
0: There's uh, one of our favorites, uh, Ben the nicest man in media from the Las Vegas Review Journal.
3: Love Ben. Uh, previous life. Yes. I, I I knew that's what he said. You knew that's what he said. You I wasn't just, sure. Yeah, okay. This is you jockeying for some type of response from Ben Goetz. I think and it's frankly, important to make sure I, the facts are known. I enjoy Ben on this program. So, listen, if you want to make him angry, can you, like, wait until, you know, April, May, June, that'd be great. Well, maybe
1: if he knew that you were taking a selfie in the middle of him being. Oh, no. On I don't even that? know what that was. Yeah. No, it was
3: very strange. May- I told you guys about this
1: him.
0: the app Be Real. Okay. Oh, Do you guys yeah. have the Be no, Real app? No. no. So, the idea of this app is it gives you uh, an opportunity to uh-huh. show your real self, it's the anti Instagram app. Where you get all done up and you you take like 13 pictures and you pick the best one and you put it out there and my mm. life is great and is that what you do so so that's what people do is that be what you real do? no no I I show toe fungus everything oh uh, great right. uh, so but be real is... You taking any
3: ointment for that
0: be real uh, <laughs> is something that randomly during a day huh. will just send out a notice. You've got two minutes to be real, and it shows what you're looking at from the front of the camera, and then it takes a selfie at the same time. So you got awesome. Chapman so, and you. So this was oh, no. the be real time <laughs> <No>. oh. today <laughs> that that I posted. Oh, I got to see this. So it's, show me the picture. It's, it's, uh, here. You go. I don't want to be involved in your hijinks here. See, there you go, and it's outstanding. There's there's only a few of us that are involved in it. Wow. Most of us from work and and my one of my
3: daughters, and it's it's, it's great. It's like the two of you are on a FaceTime call. It's oh, very it's, weird. Oh, but, it's awful. Yeah, I don't want to. Oh, geez. I'm making you famous so, right now. So Chapman. let me ask you a question. <laughs> Why did you feel the need to stand up and change what was actually happening in real time? Uh, because I was going to take a picture of
0: Chapman, but I needed to stand up because he's below me. But oh, that
3: wasn't what was really happening. Not,
0: yeah. yeah. And notice not this, the spirit the, the of the shot app. he took there too. Yeah, not I in was, the spirit yeah. of the app. I was well. I didn't change a whole lot. You I stood adjusted. up. And I wanted to change Chapman, your face. And Chapman was well. And I smiled. Yeah, you yeah. shouldn't
3: have done that. You weren't smiling <laughs> in the <laughs> moment. Days. You don't ever smile.
0: I, was, I don't smile a lot. Yeah, yeah. No. Uh, when we continue, one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League. We're going to be real in that one. Some great accolades uh, to tell you about. From a U.S. hockey standpoint, it's the VGK Insider Show. Keeping it real on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo
1: gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insider Show. All right, we'll check in
0: with a a late arrival. Do you have the tweet up? Regarding Nick Hag, who's yeah. uh, who's in town, he's do uh, do. skating with a few of the guys. I do, yeah, uh, over at uh, City National Arena, uh, restricted free agent, mm-hmm. which means he doesn't have a contract for the season, but can't negotiate with anybody else.
3: Yep, yep. The tweet from Vince Sapienza, Fox Five News. Update, it does not sound like things are progressing at the moment between the Golden Knights and restricted free agent Nick Haig regarding a new contract. I'm told there has been, quote, very little dialogue since early July, end quote. Haig is in Vegas ready for the start of training camp on September 21st, but his camp is, quote, getting concerned with the lack of communication, end quote. It is my understanding, the reporter, if there is no deal reached by then, he, Haig, will not report to VGK camp and train elsewhere.
0: Yeah. If you don't have a contract, nobody goes camp. Sure. Uh, Unless you're on a PTO, which we'll get to in just a little bit, because there's been a lot of those uh, over the last uh, 24 hours in the National Hockey League.
3: None of our UFAs, Uh, though.
0: Vince is reporting. Maybe right on the money. Mm-hmm. I have nothing to counter that. Uh, I haven't heard anything to to counter it, support it, whatever. Yeah, I haven't, yeah. I haven't heard much, which tells me that he's probably uh, more on the money. I, I don't. I wouldn't read too much into it. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that both sides have a goal of what they w- want this contract to look like sure. from term and dollars, mm-hmm. uh, and. That's probably where they're 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 battling right now. Now you got a team that's up against the salary cap, and mm-hmm. uh, there's not a lot of money to go around. That that will certainly be the speech going back towards the the agent and the player, and the agent and the player will be saying, "Hey, this is not our fault. We're 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 negotiating the best uh, that we want, and mm-hmm. uh, you make things go." Uh, when it gets into training camp, that's one of the timelines mm-hmm. that we have. Mm-hmm. Until then watch what happens yeah after that it's the regular season mm-hmm. and then if it goes and we went through this or I went through this in Toronto with William uh, Nylander. Mm-hmm. uh you get to early December if you don't sign by then you can't play yeah the the full year yeah so there's there's a, a few uh, checkpoints that we have to get to we haven't got to one of them yet no zero no. We, we haven't we, the, the toll booth is still a ways off. It- uh, so it it these things do happen. There, I think there's ten restrictor free agents yeah. left in yeah. the National Hockey League right now, which Nick is is one of them. But I wouldn't, the, as the voice of reason, say that I'm concerned right now. I'd rather have them under
3: contract, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm not concerned at this point. Yeah, I mean, you you really start to kind of check that box when you start missing regular season games. Yeah. And and I mean, you can you, you can like to see them in, in camp. You and can say that preseason sure. games, but You know, if you're the player, that's when you start to get really antsy about it because then you are losing time. Yeah. 100%. So, uh, still some time here to kind of get it sorted before camp. But it's not, if it doesn't get done before then, there's still time. Yeah. So, don't worry yet. I'll tell you when to worry. (laughs) Yeah, you will. I'm a worrier. You are.
0: And Mm -hmm. I'm not worried yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, This uh, has just come down and it doesn't really have anything to do with. A transaction hmm. but media access to nhl players mm-hmm. this season will return to pre-pandemic operations what does that mean well per the professional hockey writers association uh, clubs were informed via email that locker rooms must be open following all games and practices and all active players must be made available to the media. As somebody who likes to connect and chat and uh, run things by certain players, mm-hmm. not just at the podium or uh, on, on a Zoom call, uh, just clarify, I like, I like asking questions about certain plays, things like that, yeah. or just catching up with players. This is awesome news. Chapman, I mean, this is a, possibly the best day of his life. It's a boon for him. Yeah. Yeah. Like he gets back in the room. One, it's awesome for our post-game shows yeah. mm-hmm. on Fox Sports Las Vegas yep. that we uh, get to put Chapman back in the room and do do the interviews. Uh, and number two, we all and it should be good for the audience too mm-hmm. because we should get more
3: uh, information, uh, more little nuggets uh, from the players. It's nuance, right? Yeah. It's it's an ability to to not be holding to. Five or six minutes without follow-up questions, Mm -hmm. and I think that's kind of the biggest thing. Is is it clarifies things for everybody, not just the players, but for us, for uh, our listeners. It's going to be great. I I cannot wait for those post-game scrums that I'm going to get from you, because that's going to give us a little bit more than what we've what we've been able to glean recently. Well, and it's not.
0: I think it should be good for everybody in the sense of. What I have isn't going to be the same as what you have. Yeah. When I'm on TV uh, and our microphone's in there, we may be in a different scrum than you mm-hmm. or whatever. So there's, there's a little bit of uh, decision making that goes into it and the audience uh, can, can pick and choose. And they might get more access uh, yeah. out of it instead of just everybody's got the, the same thing. I can go on the, the television post game show and say, I don't know who just asked that question, yeah, but that was a different question. Didn't I do that one time? You did that with me. To yeah. Chapman. Yeah. I know I, I, I did it with yeah. you. That's why <laughs> yeah. I said it. Yeah. It was. I, I don't remember
1: exactly what I asked Alex Tuck, but it was Alex Tuck. And I remember someone someone texted me like, man, Millard was really raving about what a good question you asked Alex Tuck. And I'm like, hey, I don't even know who Millard is. So the very next day, I introduced myself to Darren, and that was how we met. And we've been buddies ever since. Yeah. I, I think the, the quote was, I don't know who that guy is who asked that question, but good on him. Yeah. But I like the idea that you're going to get raw emotion. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Like with the press conferences, it it was you you got a little bit of that sometimes. But when you get a guy right after the game, like I can remember like and it it comes from building trust with Mm -hmm. players. Nate Schmidt was always really good with me post game because I I built up trust with him where where we had a really good relationship and I knew I could ask him anything and he was going to give me an honest answer. I don't really know if you got that because there's been so much turnover the last few years. You haven't had like I have zero relationship with Alvin Martinez. When,
0: when you're at a podium, yeah, it, it's different. Yeah, there's not that back and forth. I, I could be your best friend, and you're still going to play it mm-hmm. by the book. Yeah, my best friend doesn't do a lot of press conferences, though. He stopped speaking. Yeah. He said a couple of things, and they weren't good. Uh The class of uh, 2022 for USA's Hockey Hall of Fame has been announced. Of five. Hockey icons will receive the honor. Jim Johansson, posthumously. Uh, Steve Cash uh, from uh, sled hockey. And the uh, Lamoureux sisters, the twins, uh, Jocelyn and Monique and Ryan Miller, a mm-hmm. uh, goaltender uh, of uh, certain significance. So, Trophy winner and Buffalo retired with the Anaheim Ducks. Mm-hmm. Uh, silver medalist at the Olympics. So, uh, congratulations uh, to uh, Jocelyn, Monique, Ryan, Steve,
3: and Jim. A couple of big goals against uh, the Canadian women, so mm-hmm. there's that, and I'm a big Ryan Miller guy. Like I've got all the time in the world for Ryan Miller, so awesome. And
0: every time I have a chance to to chat with Ryan, we go down some kind of rabbit hole. And he's sure. just yeah. he's so he's not it's it's intense, but it's uh, a focus intensity. It mm. doesn't really scare you, but like there's not a lot of wiggle room uh, when when you're having that that discussion. Uh, professional tryout. Offers, hmm. PTOS yep. as they uh, they use in the in the lingo side of things. Uh, we have a bunch of them that have uh, come out. And Scott Harrington, a defenseman, has signed on with the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Zach Austin Reese mm-hmm. inked a PTO with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yep, uh, Carolina Hurricanes signed Calvin DeHaan to a PTO. That's an interesting one, Carolina. I feel like is a bit of a sleeper right now.
3: I feel like when you've been as good as they've been for a while, it's kind of hard to be a sleeper. I, I think know, they've but, improved, but they'll always me, battle. How you know, no, 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 many no. national me, games they got? I think two. Well, yeah, because they're not viewed that way. I don't know why they're not, but. To me, the Carolina Hurricanes, I don't care what they do in the regular season. Like are the, these
1: guys a jerks or something?
3: They're not sleepers to me. They're a really good hockey team that needs to do something in the playoffs. Hmm. Danny DeKaiser
0: has a PTO with the Vancouver Canucks.
3: So the Zach aston reese one is, is an interesting one for me with Toronto, mainly because you're looking at a, a bottom six forward, uh, a center iceman that is very good defensively. So like the Leafs are going heavy and hard into we've got a great elite scoring top six and we've got if Zach Aston Reese pans out a really good shutdown bottom six and I don't know maybe that gets him out of the first round but I've learned my lesson with the Leafs I'm never picking them in a first round matchup it's not happening it's just not happening I I went against my better judgment last season
0: yeah I tried to help you with that tried to help you with that yeah I know I didn't listen uh, want to go back to something that was uh, brought up yesterday oh okay on one timers yeah it was the intros one making fun of the on the farm intro yeah yeah okay uh, of Brian
3: McCormack it's the Chapman yeah. version of the show
0: and then there was the top five which mm-hmm. he wasn't prepared for no and went to the, uh, the role of the Sesame Street throughout. He took some heat on Twitter. Yeah, for he this did. because the number five sounder that he played.
3: Don't was, ask him to play it now. No, no. Well, I
1: can't. It's it's gone. I deleted it.
0: Was, oh, did you? Was, it's gone. Yeah, was nice. really not a number five sounder. This yeah. is from Daniel who sent me a tweet. Uh, mm-hmm. United States Air Force. So uh, thank you for your service. Thank you, Daniel. Uh, uh, Daniel sent me a note saying Sesame Street song clip is actually a song for the number 12, yes. not number 5. Deceptive Edit, 5-Minute Major for Chapman. <laughs> I like it. So you have, among others, yes. who I also saw because I went down this rabbit hole. So that was a direct message from Daniel. He took the time to oh, DM Oh, he sent me you a DM?
1: Yes. I didn't even know your DMs were open. Oh, my DMs are open. Yeah.
0: I'm always open to the people. I love the people. Slide into those DMs. Yeah. Uh, but he sent that to me. <laughs> He was so disappointed I, in your I, laziness.
1: I will. It's not lazy. It, it took totally. It, it took work to edit it and, and and put it together. But you
0: couldn't find a five. It was like Johnny
1: a, Five. Oh God!
3: If you were going to go Sesame Street, and it was naturally, all naturally they have a song about. Of course pride, they do. But, about the the the
1: one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve. That's that's a good song. It's it's cool. India Shea,
0: today. I don't know who new that co-worker. is. My coworker. You'll meet oh, okay. her. Uh, she's in our PR department. Communications department. Even she was wondering what the heck was
1: going on oh, come with the sound on. effects. Come on,
0: Ashley Vice, absolutely
1: on board with me. No, in a disagreement. No, no. I, I see. That's where I draw the line. I, I after the things no, you Ashley's said about, turned over a new leaf. After the thing, what in the last two days since you said bad things about her, she's turned over a new leaf. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's not going to be happy-go-lucky Ashley anymore.
1: I don't believe she's no. She's mm-hmm. not changed. She's yeah. she's like the coolest person in the room. You
0: better look out. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> better look out.
3: Are you guys going to join Be Real? No. No. I don't do TikTok, I don't do Be Real. Like I'm not I'm not going to do it the way you do. Like no. if I did, it would be what's actually happening. I wouldn't change it. Like you're, I you're didn't breaking you're it significantly. Break, yes, you did. If you would have been real, you know what I've almost done a couple of times is taken a picture
0: with my laptop in front of me uh-huh. and all my emails. Yeah. I wouldn't I would, do that. Yeah, I would close I've, I've, down. I've <laughs> almost done that. Yes. Yeah. No, but like I've almost, so, and you, somebody's going to get busted doing so, that.
3: So here's the thing, right? You yeah. changed who was in the picture with you completely, because if you would have leaned back in your chair, you would have just uh, gotten the are top you, of your laptop. You talk- are you ticked off because you weren't in my? B oh real? no, no, I couldn't possibly no, care. was probably thrilled. You did it? him a
0: favor. Did you, do you, do you know see my shirt? Here? I don't care. I see. No, I no. see some jealousy seeping through. No, it's I have not no, I don't, I haven't gotten in the be no, real. No, it's not and you and didn't that at get in the at all. You know what's funny?
3: I got in that first picture that you took. That you know you needed three opportunities to upload to Twitter.
2: Yeah.
3: Um, I didn't even want to be in that one. I don't like pictures. I think the two of us are
1: actually Who? jealous because, that, that too. me and Ryan are jealous oh. that, that the other one was actually in the picture because I think we would prefer not to have been in the picture.
3: No, no, no. I'm just saying like if you're going to tout this thing because it's real. It's real. Do but the, you manipulated, the, the, manipulated you it? You manipulated it. Yeah. Hmm. It's not in the spirit of the app. Hey, come on, man. If you change any part of what you're doing, it's you're not, not, being, not being real. real man. Man. How about this
0: for real? Uh, tomorrow's my anniversary. Uh-huh. What well, anniversary? anniversary. Thank, happy you, anniversary. Thank, you. thank you. buddy. My wife ditched me. And she's going out with friends, huh? Totally ditched me on my anniversary. Well, that's understandable. Can't say
1: I blame her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, after four days, I'm ready to ditch you too. I mean,
3: we need a break, Darren. <laughs> and it's been four days, Chapman. We have four days next week, and that's going to be enough. Yeah. That's going to be enough. Yes, here's the speech. We, we have
0: here's the speech to Chapman. And traditionally, it's the it's it's not you, it's me. <laughs> with with Chapman, it's, I, I, I've tried all I can, Chapman, to make it work with you. It's all you. Yes. That's what it is. you, you, you know, got to figure things out. Shockingly, it's not, not the first time I've heard that. Yeah, no, I <laughs> bet. Uh, those are your one-timers for Friday, September on Fox Sports Las Vegas.
1: When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. So it feels like fall is finally starting to get here. We're, we're, we're kind finally. of. Finally. Well, we're, It's we're, like the second week of September. Well, it's, you know what it is, the first week though. of the show. It's, it's, it's like the summer feels like it's winding down. We had the first week of the show. like three more weeks week. of summer. What we, are you yeah. talking we, about? We had
3: NFL football finally. last night, college it dro- football. It dropped 10 degrees overnight, and yeah. Chapman's like, it's fall. It's here. Finally. I, I I I I've it. been waiting
0: it. six and a half hours Like I think summer,
1: for adults, I feel like summer is the most overrated season season because it's like when you're a kid it's great you get out of school you have the well in our in our case we we had a couple of weeks off but like it, it's just for me it was normal because i worked all the way through but uh-huh. like you know i i'm excited that nfl football's here raiders big big road game to start the season on sunday which you can listen to on our sister station raider nation radio 9 20 a.m or comp 92.3 the rock station as they travel to los angeles take on the chargers what a great game to start the season. I was at that season finale last year when they beat the Chargers in overtime, and wow, what a game that was. I hope it lives up to the expectations, but I am so stoked for the Raiders' season. Get Devontae Adams. Derek Carr is going to be slinging it around. It's a good good weekend coming up. It's a big, big weekend here in Vegas. Motley Crue tonight. UFC in town, and then we got the Raiders. Yeah,
3: Joan Jett, Motley Crue, poison. Yeah. not sure I'd... Go down the UFC rabbit hole. Well,
0: yeah, we do. not do We have enough time now, yeah. but uh nobody yeah. made weight. Yeah,
3: yeah, they, they completely changed around They changed the card. Too. Like, yeah. yeah, there's like three different I felt, fights. I course. felt amazing today. Yeah, like
1: three people didn't make weight either. Listen, <laughs> hey, I, I haven't great. made weight in about 25 yeah. years. So.
3: Like, there's there's not making weight and not trying to make weight. I think it's more not trying to make weight here. Yeah, if you're seven that guy, and a half pounds over. Come on.
1: Yeah, if you're if you're that guy,
3: how do
0: you how do you so Show he, up to work. I know they said it was a medical condition or some kind of issue. Mm-hmm. But you gotta think at seven and a half over, mm-hmm. he did try to lose weight, and he still came up seven and a half over. <laughs> what like, what is the moral great. of that how, story? How, I deal? <laughs> how big was he
3: before? Well, what's wild is is he he lost ten pounds in ten days, or fifteen pounds in ten days in between two fights before. Intermittent fasting? Probably. Yeah. You do that? Naturally. Yeah. You go to sleep. Yeah. You wake up. Yeah. You break your fast. Yeah. With breakfast. Yeah. Nice. Usually. Hmm. You intermittent fast, (laughs) Chad? Look at me. What do you you
1: eat in the middle of the night? Sometimes, yeah. I'm I'm a a sucker for ice cream. In the middle of the night? Once in a while, yes. Seriously?
3: What yeah. does once in yeah. a while mean? How does ice that happen? Cream?
1: I love ice cream. I'll, sometimes I'll, three in the morning, I'll wake up, I can't go back to sleep, I'll go make a bowl of ice cream. Do you ride the Roomba down there? No. No. I don't want you that. You cross-legged be-
3: sitting that's, in the Roomba. That's actually, <laughs> the, <laughs> that's the funniest thing you've said today. Riding around the Roomba to I get was, ice cream. Please take a left. Please take a left. <laughs> <laughs> <To the> freezer.
1: <laughs> I got to get a pint of Ben and
0: Jerry's. Uh, Thanks for the first week, everybody. A lot of fun. We're so happy to be back. We'll talk to you on Monday on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.